The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting live to tape from beautiful, sexy, steamy Studio City, California. This is the Knapsack Files. I'm Ken Knapsack, your host for the show. And this one is going to be, I think it's going to be a wild adventure. <laughs> That's my prediction. A is that okay? That's, I fed into me. <laughs> as you can tell by my guest accents, they were from Wisconsin. <laughs> and I'm so happy to have on the show recent, um, I guess, I recently brought into the Schmoes No family. Yeah. I've seen you guys in action for a couple of years here now since I've, I think we met at Com. You probably don't remember. We met at Comic Con in the no, Fox Bar. You'd remember that? Yes. With uh, the Fandango crews that yes. edited over their food for their 15th hour. Yes. And you and I just met recently. So these, these, these people here in my studio are Alicia Malone of Malone's Movie Minutes podcast, website, etc., etc. Extravaganza. Et Hello. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. And then I'm going to say it the American way. Mad Garrett. Oh, that's so <laughs> revolting. It's the ugliest Man. thing I've ever heard. Maud Garrett. Maud Garrett. When I say it, it's like a, a fresh bouquet and it a is. cup of tea You've got a, we, we, with some honey. But when you say it, it sounds like someone mad. shat themselves and they mad. decided to rub it in because it felt nice. I'm just going to call you M. Yeah, could you? Yeah. I, M. Do you know what? I, I, I tried to do that. I yeah. was like, I'm moving to America. I refuse to be mad. Mad. So I'm going to say M. And when I introduce so, myself as M, they're like, so what does that stand for? That I'm from? like, well, Maud. Oh, Maud. Damn it. So how, am I, how should I say it right? So should I kind of move that? That's the thing. Maud. M M G. Really want to be adventurous. Mad Garrett, who uh, created uh, GeekBomb.net. Otherwise, I'm Mad Madigan. <gasps> oh, that's a reference to uh, a movie that we'll talk about <laughs> later, I'm sure. Uh, and uh, GeekBomb.net, and also uh, the Hot Fix. Uh, what, what is it? Hot Fix. The Hot, hot Hits. Hot Hits Fix. What's going on with me? I'm there's, drunk. You know, there's another show somewhere yeah, out there called, called the Hot, hot fix. fix. Going, hey, the special. Yeah, Hot Hits Radio. You've done a lot of radio, and that's I intriguing have. to me, a former radio uh, a hole that I am. <laughs> uh, morning radio and all that stuff there. And you two, of course, have come over to us from Australia, and I've been around you guys socially in a short burst here, but yeah. I've already seen a bunch of jerky Americans mention everything we shouldn't. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, men at work. Yes. Stuff. I cringe already. <laughs> on, on, uh, so on behalf of my fellow Americans, I'd like to apologize. <laughs> We're used to it now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I think every single day that we've been here, uh, in America, I've been here for three years. Maud's been here for over one year. And every single day we get, where are you from? Oh, my God. So I, adorable. I don't even eat food in public with a knife anymore. <laughs> Just a fork. Because as soon as I pick up the knife, <laughs> oh, that's not a knife. That's a... No, mate. No, mate. It's that's, not. Uh, at a, at a, we were at Mark Riley's birthday party this weekend. Mark Riley, the editor-in-chief of com, And someone actually did the... Uh, uh, called you guys British. Yeah. Which I actually turned my back. At one. I can't I can't deal Get with it. Get that a lot, I too. got a yeah. headache because my eyes rolled so far back into my head. <laughs> Yeah, and there's a we can't go into the backstory of that guy, but it was the same guy who had yeah, caused some problems earlier. Yeah. So it all fit in. And uh, you two, um, how do I describe your career paths out here? Entertainment reporters, just killing it. Pop culture, <laughs> killing it. You're killing shit. it. You guys. It's surprising that we do a very similar job, but we kind of look at it as oh, I guess it is similar when you think about it, but we do mm. very very different things. Mm. Okay. So Alicia is your movie kind of buff. She knows everything yeah. about the movies. She critiques movies. Um, and in line with that, she does a lot of celebrity interviews and yeah. the junkets. Yeah. Whereas I think I'm more of uh, the radio girl and television yeah. girl. So I did mm-hmm. a lot of radio and television back home. I've been doing it for about eight years. Um, Nickelodeon yeah, host Australian over here. Australian Nickelodeon. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. for years. 
I did. I started off in Nickelodeon. That's great. I um. I'm a Nickelodeon child from the '80s here, so that's like a badge of honor to me. That's like awesome. <laughs> yeah. you know, Thank you. Did you ever get some double dare goo on you at any point? I no. I got. We did dare off actually instead yeah. in Australia, but uh, I got. I've been slimed. Been slimed so many times, okay. and there's secrets behind the slime. But it, I've retched. <laughs> That's awesome. More than once from that. From 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 the slime. Yeah. Well, if you don't get it off straight away, it sticks and sets. Okay. Um, and it will crawl like ball, and so when you try and pull it, it like off, like acid, is it like from a murder <laughs> hole on a casting? Like what yeah. are they doing? Come on, kids! Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it burns. Um, no, on the road, it's actually. Oh God, I'm going to be, you know, written out, erased out of the history of this. But no, on the road, it's custard. Really? It's just oh, custard. Green food. custard. Green custard. No, food dye. Yeah, in the custard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you get slimed, and I used to just like, and eat it. And they're like, that's gross. And you're oh like, mm, Yeah, I'm sick of custard. Um, <laughs> but a lot of the time, you know, the, the producers will throw a towel at me. I'm like, great job. See ya. And I'm like, what? Huh? I'm covered head to toe in custard. And it's setting. <laughs> and it's and it's sunny. And it's going off. Oh, gosh. But television. television. Oh, I love it. Anyways, that, uh, yeah, I, I grew up watching You Can't Do That on television, you know, uh, on Nickelodeon. Can I get some Canadian. water? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so continue describing your career, radio girl, TV girl. Mm. But we would easily confuse it as the same thing. Yeah, here, well, right? we do very similar things, yeah. um, and they mm-hmm. overlap. So we'll, we'll both go to the junkets, and we'll both mm-hmm. interview the same celebrities. And we both, we're both sitting there in the line. It's hilarious. Um, but in my, the hallway of shh, yeah, because you you got to be quiet. Go ahead, the junkets. You're outside the interview room. I, I want to talk quiet. about. I want to start there. Then the art of the celebrity interview and, <laughs> yeah. and the junket and the yeah. art of the the set visit and all that stuff. I'm fascinated by it because you you know that these celebrities are doing about 50 of these a day. Yeah, yeah. up to 100. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm being being modest then. Yeah. So uh, at, at some point you have to get them when they're like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. All the time. I mean, sometimes you're scheduled through no fault of your own at the yeah. end of the day on say the third or fourth press day. They've been asked everything. They're tired. They're over it. Sometimes it's great if you're the very last because they're like, yay, one more. I'll give everything I've got to you. That's what I had today, yeah. Yeah, but sometimes it is just the worst and you're just dragging it out of them. And it's bad because they don't want to do anything interesting or different because they can't think anymore. They're They're past that point. It's like speed dating with no result, but speed dating for like three or four Mm. days. I've never done that. You see their their eyes glaze over as well. As soon as you've asked a question, they're like, oh, I'll go into this answer. You're like, no, come back to me. Yeah, like, and you can try to bring them into something interesting, but they just can't do it. Yeah, and going to your both your YouTube channels and kind of researching this and watching. And I'm, I also watch both of you on Tick Tick Boom on uh, your guys' kind of co-webisode <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, talking about video games and movies and pop culture. Um, you guys are so good at it. And I, granted, you're probably putting your best ones out. Oh, I get sure. that. Yeah. But I'm sure you've had – I'm not here for the horror stories of bad celebrities. Mm-hmm. I'm here for the art of it because you're both very good at it, and it is not easy. Look at me. I'm struggling, you know, doing yeah. this little podcast in my bar sometimes. You guys, how how do you approach it when you see the eyes glaze? How do you get something good out of it? You both get really great hard. things out I mean, the thing is with me and Maud, we're both very, very different. Yeah. Like Maud for radio, sure. it's all about her being a personality and getting mm-hmm. something really interesting and funny and, and off topic with the stars. Me, I work for several different movie outlets and sometimes I can work to up to four or five at a time. Mm. So they're expecting me to get certain things about the movie, but you want to make it as interesting as possible. You've so got to you've got to toe the line. I got to toe the line. I've got to be fun and 
build that rapport with them so right. that you can get something out of them. But at the same time, I know exactly what they need to edit for the package at the end of the day. You know, what the Foxtel Movie Channel needs and what Today Show Australia needs and Which Breakfast is- on New Zealand TV needs. And they can all be very different things. And you've got four minutes mm-hmm. to get a range of stuff. So when I see the eyes glaze over, you just try to up the energy, try to think of an interesting way of saying the same thing mm. and just try and get that rapport and the Australian right. accent helps. I'm sure it does and then you can just do a face off with Jim yeah, Carrey. Exactly. Which is great for radio, isn't it? <laughs> right, right, right. right. Uh, that one was fun. That's something yeah. that, that I mean, I have a personal bucket list. I mean, I'm not yeah. working for anyone else in a way. I mm-hmm. kind of am, and they're paying me. But for me, I want to try and get as much out of it personally as I yeah. possibly can because when I'm excited, they're excited, and I think that that's my payoff. But yeah. if, if I see someone slump, I will probably swear in my first question just to kind of set just the to tone. See. Because they'll, they'll be like, whoa! In. Or I'll say something a little bit inappropriate and they'll be like, oh, cool, that's what we can... We can let our hair down a little bit and if you can say that, what can I say? Going, like, going to the radio thing, my, my uh, good friend Lou Santini was uh, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with the WMS and Cleveland radio team. So we talk about this all the time. He was successful um, by sometimes... He tells a great story of, of Darius Rucker during the height of the Hootie and the Blow, Blowfish fame came in for the 100th interview of that tour and uh, Lou said... Um, I don't want to talk about music. You're a big football fan, right? Let's talk about Steelers and the Dolphins. And nice. Darius like went, yeah, and stayed for like 45 minutes. So radio, you kind of have that. You can kind of come in from left field and kind of throw a curveball. Mm-hmm. Is that do you intentionally try to do that? Try to find the humanity in the celebrity, like the little moment where they're like, oh god, that's funny. Let's have fun. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That's my point. I mean, you have to be so likable so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of people that I've interviewed, they don't want a bar of it, and they look me up and down. They're just like, <laughs> oh, who do you think you are? And I'm like, right. <laughs> And there's a fine balance of going, I want you to see that I'm trying to impress you, mm-hmm. but I'm also wanting you to know that you don't have to like me and I don't really care, but we've got mm-hmm. a job to do. So it's that kind of fine line. Um, Where Alicia begs for their affection yeah, and love. Please, no, she, please. she plays the nice girl card. She's the most lovely girl. She comes in, her she's glowing, big smile on her face. She's a vision. <laughs> Everyone's like, wow, whatever you need, I'll do it. Me, it's like, um, <laughs> Come on, hey, let's talk about the time that you farted loudly. You're, you're, yeah, you're a ball of energy, and you're, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you're, you're right because your description of her is right. When I met you at that Comic Con thing, yeah. that's craziness at Comic Con, as we all know. Yeah. And you were just kind of this calm, polite, like, "Hi, nice to meet you. How you doing? Here's my card." Your card, by the way, I remember, was so thick I could use it to kill a man. If I <laughs> yeah, that's it. right. Yeah. Double bonded. Yeah. So it's right. So Patrick you get to come Bateman in. Would love it. Yeah. Yeah. Throw down the card. <laughs> uh, that's a reference to a movie, American um, Psycho, American which you Psycho. haven't seen. I went to the other night, but. And I I told you no, it's in your safe bubble. Don't see it. You, uh, I, your it safe pop, bubble. It will pop your bubble. Yeah, I have a safe bubble where I don't like bad things happening. So when especially movies. Yes, if a movie goes takes me to a dark place, it pops my safe bubble. Well, so then she'll often ask me like, "Will this movie pop my safe bubble?" Yes, it well, will. That's stay fascinating. Away. Hold it takes on. me a day or two to recover. Where does this come from? I don't know. Where does the safe bubble come from? I don't like horror movies. I've never. I'm really... with you on that. Oh god, I hate yeah, I'm, that. Yeah, I'm scared of horror as well. Yeah, but it's... I probably have more of a tolerance than. Horror. I just don't. I don't like being scared because I get scared. So at midnight, I'll be like, okay, I can't go into my own room. Yeah, so I totally get you on that. But I'm scared of the dark. I'm scared of ghost stories. I'm scared that there's oh, something yeah. bed. She's like... scared of disturbing things. Recently, I took her to see <gasps> Under the Skin, mm-hmm. the Scarlett Johansson film, because I love experimental cinema. Yeah. So I will go and see everything. Ugh. And that is an alien movie, and it is freaky. And I knew that she <laughs> would probably hate it, but I was like, so drag her along. Did... And just watching her face during it was the best. Did you lie to her? Have you ever lied to her about the safe bubble? <laughs> well, I'm. I might have just like 
glossed over that one. He's like, it's kind of artsy. It's like artsy. <laughs> it's alien. But, you know, it's hey, alien. alien. You love sci-fi. Yeah, yeah it's sci-fi, just, right? There's nothing sci-fi Scarlett about Johansson. it. Does it have lightsabers in it? Yeah, you could say totally, that. That's, totally. Has when did that. the safe bubble start? Like 10? You're like, oh, I got to, you just put a blanket around you and that was the bubble? I think I had very uh, protective parents when it was, if it okay. was an M rated, we have different rating systems back home, mm. but an M rating is for mature audiences. So it was recommended for 15 and over. Okay. And that's movies like Can't Hardly Wait, Clueless, those sorts They're of things. They're pretty tame, yeah. Exactly. Mm. But because it had that rating, mum was like, you cannot see it until you're 15. And I remember stumbling across, I think it was Anaconda oh, when yeah. I was 11. I got nightmares so bad. <laughs> I dreamt r- repeatedly that Catwoman was using the anaconda like, you know, a snake that and she was you're, harnessed you're to combining it. combining genres. And it was like, <laughs> and she was like, yes, someone has to die to save the city. And they all all the city members, they pushed me forward. And I had to die. I tell Maud she should write a yeah. book of her dreams. Because every morning that. she comes into my bedroom, you we live together. You will never believe it. And she tells me her dreams and they are the craziest things, but really inventive. I'm fascinated by the safe bubble thing because I, I, I was raised by a, a very conservative uh, Christian family. So I, I have that's part of the reason I haven't seen a lot of my movies growing up in the 80s because I was like, I can't see the Gremlins. They're little devils. So I just haven't corrected the problem. But so because of that, maybe I became afraid of a lot of things that were scary. Pee-wee's Big Adventure, one of my all-time favorite movies, Large Marge. Still to this day, I kind of like, oh, what time is it? Oh, it's <laughs> really? Like it's, it, it's a sense memory too. Yeah. So maybe I need a safe bubble too. I mean, I'm my own worst enemy. Like I start thinking about all the worst case scenarios and yeah. I play them over and over in my mind and in reality when it actually happens I'm like oh that wasn't so bad but because I'd pictured every horrid thing it was so much worse in my head I I was forced my ex-girlfriend forced me to watch uh, The Mist the Tom Jane oh, yeah. Mist mm-hmm. and I was like I ain't gonna no no I'm just gonna concentrate on this hamburger I'm eating I'm just gonna and then I got <laughs> so into it and I got past the, the fear yeah. and it's one of my favorite recent movies. I won't call it an all-time favorite, but it was like it's. So I had such an enjoy. Maybe because I was proud of myself. Ah. So maybe that's maybe we'll we'll. I have to desensitize myself. Yeah, yeah. I just have to like watch more. No, I will never watch that movie again. That was that movie made me very sad, oh, very upset. It's great. I was broken. You were broken. Turn inside. Under skin. Yeah, mm. but it was very Kubricky, and I loved it because you like cinema. Yes, I do. Well, see, I have no safe bubble because my dad showed me Psycho when I was really young. He was a huge Hitchcock fan. So he introduced me to all those classic movies really, really young. And I quickly learnt about, you know, more the art of cinema and how. And then I try to try to use that with horror films. I get scared still, anything yeah. with a ghost or a demon. But I kind of can see the art of the movie making and how they're constructing constructing the movie to make you feel yeah. that way. So then that makes me less scared. And, and you are, that's what I love about you both. You both are very, very credible in your own uh, genres of, of passion. Uh, passion <laughs> genres, as I knock my own mic down. I'm, I'm passionate about this. <laughs> you you know, I mean, you... you are, are a video gamer. You're a gamer. I'm a gamer. And you're real. And and yeah. you're you're yes, not gamer. just like oh I like I like movies. You're like like I jokingly say cinema, but you yeah. really love that. So your father sat you yeah. down and was like yeah. I remember him pulling me out of bed. We used to have late night movies on Saturday or Sunday nights on TV, mm-hmm. and they'd be on the the sort of foreign channels, the weird ones. It'd be all black and white movies, and he would drag me out of bed and be like, sit down. You have to watch this. This is why Hitchcock is great. Check out how he did this, how he did that. And I was like, I'm tired. 
but then that grew my love and, and fascination yeah. for film. And you in uh, school over here, what we call elementary oh, yeah. school, I don't know what you call it over primary back school. home, primary, you started a film, you were the president of your own club that you founded? <laughs> yeah, I made my own club because I was outraged when I talked to all my friends <laughs> and people at school that they hadn't seen all these classic movies. I was like, oh my gosh, how have you not seen Breakfast at Tiffany's? How have you not seen Citizen Kane? Like, I haven't seen Citizen Kane. <laughs> I know, it's, Breakfast it's a very... Breakfast at Tiffany's is a great song. Film um, snobbery <laughs> thing to say. I but I was outraged. Or even things like the Breakfast Club, you know, right. a lot of people hadn't seen that. So I was determined to, to change I things. Love this outrage. Do you picture her as like a kid going, oh, Yeah, God. I was shaking my fist, get off my lawn. I am now the president of my own yeah. club. So I created the film club. I found this old badge that someone had discarded and I put white out on it, like blacked it out, then wrote president film club naturally wore it every day Aww. and then I used to book time at assembly in front of you know 150 to 300 students yeah. like, however many there were I can't remember there was a lot I'd get up and I would make a passion speech about why they should join me at the film club and I made posters and I stuck them all around the school about two people turned up no. on average each time and then eventually the school principal called me into the office and said we can't have you getting up in assembly anymore that is for proper school notices you that can't is not filibuster for, anymore yeah it's not for the film, film club just talk at, in you know in oh. the common room or in your little areas you're like the Tracy Flick of film love <laughs> I was like, I was like buttons that. and everything election uh, <laughs> you guys mentioned. Uh, you, oh, you've seen that film? That's uh -huh. one of my. I've, I even read the book. All right. Yeah, Alexander Payne. Yeah, absolutely. He's so great. Um, you guys mentioned you, you you live together, and obviously because of the connection and your roommates and everything. What I was surprised to learn is yes, you, we're lovers. You, well, naturally, <laughs> right. Um, well, got to get lonely. Well, see, but see, in, in L.A., in L.A., it's so you're so used to seeing people uh, just have roommates. It's like it doesn't. Mm, no, there's no questions anything. raised. It's yeah. just like you know, oh yeah, because the rent's so high. Um, but I was I was a little su not surprised to learn, but uh, interested to learn that you guys kind of met over here. You may have bumped into each other over there. Mm -hmm. I, I, obviously, it's a big continent. It's not like y'all hung around in a circle like, hey, you want to go to America? But, <laughs> but there so, is only eight people in Australia. That's what I heard, yeah. Yeah. according to uh, uh, Wikipedia. So. I want to talk about you guys making that choice to come over here, finding yeah. each other as friends and everything. That's big to me. We uh, we talked about how I came from uh, my hometown of Pismo Beach, California. Yeah. That's a mere two and a half, three hours away. I cried half the journey down moving <laughs> to L.A. to chase my dreams, Aww. leaving my mom, my dad, and my dog. Oh. So you guys to travel across the world, take me through that. Take me through that decision. Well, me and Maud used to see each other all the time in Sydney. We both worked in TV, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Maud was in Nickelodeon, working mm -hmm. for that Nickelodeon, and I was working uh, for Movie Network Channel. And we would talk all the time, and I remember saying to Maud that I was thinking about coming over, and you were really supportive of it. Mm -hmm. So basically, I just had an epiphany one day. I sounds pretentious, but I was in Paris doing a writing course. Someone who started their own movie club and named this, <laughs> yeah. uh, this is not shocking oh, to me. Oh gosh, so yeah. back then I was a producer, editor and host of a couple of film shows and I did mm -hmm. it all. I did everything. I wrote the scripts, I edited 
I, you know, it was half hour show and then a five minute show once a week. And it was so much work that I felt like I couldn't take a holiday because mm. I had to think of the next one, the next one, the next one. And it was too much work to train someone else. So eventually I was about to snap and they said, you have to take a break. So you've got mm. to take a month off. And I stumbled across on the internet and I thought it would be something like out of a film to mm. go to Paris for a writing course for a month. So I went there and at the start of the course, I was sort of talking about what I'd like to do in the future. And and I was like, oh, one day I'd like to move to LA, Hollywood. It's always been kind of my dream. Mm. And then by the end of that course, I was like, I'm moving to LA. Wow. And I moved. I went back to Australia. We had a performance review at work where they mm. say, where do you see yourself in a year's time? And I said, actually, in LA. And they said, well, that's great. We've already got a girl over there. She's got a contract. We, we like her. If you kill her, you can have her spot. Yeah. Yeah, like, and that's where Aww. I come in. <laughs> yeah, and then I hired Maud. Um, and I said, that's fine. That's fine. I totally understand, but I'm just going to go. And I know that it all work out fine. Mm. So then I remember seeing Maud and she was like, yes, this is a good thing. Go, go, go. Three years ago. So I packed up two suitcases. I didn't know anyone over here. I didn't have any work leads at all. I Had quit you been here everything. Before? Visited holiday Once trip? for two days okay. and I hated it because I thought it was going to be super glamorous and yeah. I wanted to do, you know, the Star Homes tour and go on Hollywood Boulevard. I was really young and it wasn't glamorous. It was yeah. a homeless guy outside yeah. the Kodak Theatre. He's, he's pissing on Robert De Niro's star and you're exactly. like, oh, I was like, Hollywood, what's your dream? I'm pissing here, I'm pissing here. <laughs> yeah. It was very similar to the yeah, start of Pretty, Pretty Woman. Yeah. Welcome to Hollywood. What's your dream? What's your dream? Everybody what's got a dream? dream. That's a movie that... Uh, <laughs> no, I've seen that once. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's I think the biggest difference between Alicia and myself is mm -hmm. uh, when Alicia works so hard for four years and then gets a month off, she decides to work even more mm -hmm. in another country as a writing course. Me, I would just read and play video games like for the whole month straight. So your epiphany came during Halo 3 or something like Ooh, that, that right? A good game. Right, right. Uh, actually, it was during World of Warcraft in oh, the perfect. summer of 07. Um, for me, it was, I think I hit my seven-year itch. So I grew up in Queensland, okay. moved to Sydney to um, pursue television, which I think I got the job before I moved. Irrelevant. Did that for seven years and I did the same thing where mm. I heard a lot of my friends go, I think I'm going to move. And every time I was like, do it. What are we, why would you stay here? And then it was like, look in the mirror and just say that to yourself because I wasn't taking my own advice. Right. Mm. To pack up everything. For me, it was about contacts. Mm. I'd made eight years worth of contacts here and it got to a point where I was between jobs. Mm. I decided to remove myself from radio mm -hmm. and I got invited to sit front row at Fashion Week. And gotcha. I was sitting there as these, you know, clothes whores were walking down the <laughs> aisle and I felt hungry. Um, but I was like, I'm technically unemployed and mm. I hate fashion, but here I am at Fashion Week. In and I was Sydney, like, right? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. Mm. I need to get out. I need to be doing need something. To take um, that bold move. Yeah, and I think that was the catalyst for me, which was so odd. Fun yeah, job, but it was lucky you got the position right before you moved over here. So, yeah, I came over here. It I did, all worked out. Unlike Alicia, I did two trips uh, completely mm. as a recce, uh, mm -hmm. which is to see whether I wanted to move here. So right. for two weeks at a time, met up with Alicia, was like, right, give me the, the lowdown. Where would I stay? Where would I live? What would I do? And I wanted to crack the video game industry. Mm. And I remember talking to the heads of um, G4 television right. and um, did my pitch. I was like, I'm a gamer. I've got heaps of television experience. <laughs> I'm legit. Let's yeah. do it. And they're like, so say we weren't going to be doing games. <laughs> what show would you do? And I was like, um, 
I'm wasting everyone's time if I try and pretend that I want to do anything but video games here. Thank you. Um, But yeah, I ended up doing a job for um, a company back home in Australia and they're like, what's up? And I was like, hey, I got my visa. I'm going to move to America. I'm going to try it out. Mm. I'm going to be one of those people that's chasing a dream. And they're like, hey, do you want to chase it with a job? And I was like, yes. And that's the Hot Hits Live from LA. So I replaced a veteran radio host who's a good friend of Alicia's. Yeah. Mm. uh, Big shoes to fill. And uh, I've been doing that ever since. That's great, though. But I mean, it's not that that's wonderful stuff. Paris and epiphanies. (laughs) Take me through the fear of that moment. You're getting on the plane. Yeah. Well, I've lived away from Alicia's the same. We've lived away from our parents for a long time Mm -hmm. doing the mini move from sort of somewhere in Australia to Sydney, which is like the Hollywood of Australia. So that I mean, when you get used to that, it's no different. Skype. I can do from Sydney or here. Honestly, I think I've got a closer relationship with my family Hmm. being 14 hours away. I guess that's just, I'm just too old. When I left, it was like, I'll send you a letter. (laughs) (laughs) I remember, yeah, I was, I was pretty scared at the airport when I was saying goodbye. Wasn't sad to leave, but I was like, oh, what am I doing? I've got no plans. I've got hardly any savings. I don't know Mm -hmm. anyone. What am I going to do? Um, but I somehow I knew it would be okay. And then I remember being in the airport line going through security and uh, the security guard was like, hey, uh, I recognize you. You're you're that girl from, from the thing, the movie thing. <laughs> the thing no one do. ever rec- recognizes me. So I was like, yeah, yeah, that's me, the movie thing. And I was like, here I am. Look at me go, <laughs> being recognized. Off I go to Hollywood. I was like, yes, I'm moving to Hollywood today to chase my dreams. And he was like, that's great. I'm going to tell everyone that you were here and that you taking your teddy bear to Hollywood. Aww. And I noticed my teddy bear going through the security. I was like, yes. You took your teddy bear. <laughs> teddy See, bear. that makes sense. I had to take something. Yeah, you had to hold on to that. Yeah, I had to hold on. I mean, I, I, and I hope you pause and give yourself both credit for making that big move. A lot of people, yeah. all my friends from high school that I know that are, that have, that are call me on the phone, and I'm not successful out here by any means, but I've been here for 16 years on my own doing my thing. That's and successful. They'll, they'll be like, yeah, define success. You know yeah. what I mean? Just because I'm not in those not homes. Not going home with your tail between your legs. And right. That's the definition of fear. It's that failure. Right. It's not being able to last another week, whether it's financially, emotionally or whatever. But you have to come home and face all of those people that yeah. you said, I'm out of here. Right. Fuck you all. I'm going to chase my dream and I'm going to nail it. So to then come back and be like, so it didn't really work. That's, that's the, 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 I think, the crux of fear. I think the scarier thing for me was... Mm staying and doing the same thing totally. rather than not leaving no no and that's uh, where, where I come th- look, yeah. from my hometowns are kind of a smaller hometown so a lot of my friends have done the grown up get married some of their kids are graduating high school that makes me feel so old <laughs> but um, and that's their lives that I don't judge and I'm happy about it and I'm happy for them but for me that's not what I wanted and I didn't want to stay there doing the same thing over yes. and over at my radio job doing hey come on out to the farmer's market we're giving away tickets away to gym tickets Blossom. to what? yeah <laughs> ninth caller call 1-800-549-BEAR you know that's nice. what I did every day yeah. and it wasn't fulfilling so exactly. taking that leap. I kind yeah. of got, I'd worked my way up to being the number one spot on the red carpet and mm. getting into all the press junkets, but it was just the same thing. So if yeah. I went to another TV station and was their movie girl, it would be the same thing I was doing. Right. So right. I had to take a leap. At the end of the day, there's two types of people. Those mm. that are content... And yeah. those that are constantly chasing. Those that take a month off to go work in Paris when they're supposed to be vacationing. <laughs> yeah. right? I should have six kids by now if that's the case. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, my parents have been married since they were 18. They love where they are. They love what they do. They're so happy. Right. But I would kill someone. Mm-hmm. And then me, it's like I've 
I'm going, I'm in Hollywood. It's like, I've got a job. That's great. Mm. What else? Yeah, what's next? Yeah. You know, and even if it's like, I'm dating a really great guy, he's so lovely, but who else? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, that's the curse of it all. It's never, it's never being satisfied with what you have because you're always looking well, over your shoulder right, for something Let me get better. A, my card for my therapist. You might want to do <laughs> good on relationships. Trust stuff. me, I have been single <laughs> for many years now. Because of that attitude, you've, you've, you've met great guys and, and then you've just been like, well, there's probably a greater one. No, there's always the, the ones that I like don't like me and the ones that I don't like at all are obsessed. You're like Sir Jorah, but a female version. I am not friends. I am so friend zoned. I don't know. Yeah. That's a reference to Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Right. Alicia. Okay. I don't so know. So we that can throw it back I in her face now. Hey, fun fact. Seen. So Jorah Mamont actually patched, sorry, kissed mm. um, Daenerys on the boat on the way over. In the book, yeah. Yeah. They yeah, didn't do that. No, I know. They cut that right out of the show. Right out. I think it would have changed a lot. I read that. I was like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Sorry. Keep in mind, she was also in the book. She was 13. So there's some things I'm glad they changed from the book. Touche. Yeah. I'm sorry. We won't talk about Game of Thrones here because this will become a three-hour podcast. I will bring out my pop-up map that takes up this entire this entire table here. Um, let's talk about movies versus epics and, and all that stuff. You and I seem to be on the same page. Uh, my favorite movie of all time is Indiana Solo and the Fellowship of the Ewoks. All right, just across the board. That's what it is. All right, um, I am nearly forty. You go in my room. You're like, who? Who has the kid here? No, because, that's me. I've right. like a sixteen year old yeah, boy's room. Yeah. I've was, got my Star Wars wall and I've got my DC right. posters. Oh. I was, I was, uh, I'm always. Uh, so you don't face this problem being a, a young, attractive female. I'm the guy in the toy aisle at, at Target. <laughs> Going, uh, I'm just uh, no, I'm buying it from a cousin. And a cousin, it's the Han, I bought a Han Solo figure the other day, a twenty dollar Black Series figure, and uh, I was so nervous. And then the nice lady checking me out was like, uh, not checking me out, checking me, like, like ringing me up, um, was like, uh, and she's like sixty five years old. She's like. I collect C-3PO's and R2-D2's. And boom, we had this conversation. Trader Joe's, this guy, he had a um, Star Wars sleeve and he noticed my Triforce tattoo. Same thing. It's the best icebreaker. And I'll tell you what, it's the people that look at my tattoo. They're like, oh my God, is that is that the Illuminati? I'm like, right, I never <laughs> yes. have to wait another second indulging in your company at all. Thank you so much. <laughs> but it's those done. that go, Triforce, awesome. I'm like, right. I want to chat with you. Let's totally. talk. Let's connect. Totally. But yeah. we're in that boat where it seems, it seems to be where we, you love that world. You love that stuff. You love yeah. Star Wars. And then we talked about Game of Thrones and just <laughs> fandoms. Oh, someone's trying to get into my house here. I think that's a UPS man, but we're going to let him uh, ring for a bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> Or it's maybe one of your boyfriends that you've uh, left and he's coming. He's yes. tracked you down. Is it Jim, John, Tim? <laughs> oh. um, so, so sad. I don't have anyone. I don't want to bring up bad things. You've got me, Marty. You've got me. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You two have traveled across the, uh, the, the, the pond She's together. actually the best boyfriend I've ever had. Yeah. That's true. I, think, yeah, I have, no, some of my best, my brothers that's like, I'd, yeah, I'd rather just hang out with you, you know. Yeah. Um, anyways, I'm sidetracking myself here, but um, we're in those worlds, and, and and it's I love that stuff. And the movies I love, I love. And I'm not just talking about the sci-fi epic stuff. I'm talking about High Fidelity or Shop Girl, stuff like that. If at the end of the movie I feel really bad about my current state, like I'm a horrible person, Shop Girl, when Steve yeah, Martin Shop watches... Yeah, Shop Girl. Wow, that's brutal. I'm, I'm Steve Martin's character in Shop Girl, yeah. so when he watches her go off into the arms of Jason Schwartzman, I'm crying every time, because I'm like, yeah, my life, I've made some bad choices. I think choices. you'd like Shop Girl. I think I've Marty. seen Shop Girl. Yeah? Yeah. 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 Um, were you as are you like you're a cinema fan? Yeah. But do you have an appreciation for this stuff 
uh, you obviously do, but yeah. not to the level of Yeah, I do. I'd say, yeah, I watch so much and I watch everything. And I do mm-hmm. have films that I return to time and time again, but I'm not super nerdy about anything in particular. Like uh, Star Wars, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy and I like it for being the seminal movies that it is and what it did to filmmaking, but I'm not super nerdy about it that, in mm-hmm. that I can't quote it. like His mother. Can. That's my favourite one, Watto, Watto's line. And no one even talks about The Phantom <laughs> Menace. So. You know my favourite Watto line? I just said it to Christian Harloff the other day. Yeah. Is when Annie comes back and uh, sees him there and he's brought Padme and everything and he's all grown up and Watto realises it's, <laughs> it's Annie and he goes, oh, what are you, some kind of a Jedi? He gets his hands all going. Oh, that's my favourite Watto one. Watto. Um, yeah, so you go into my room and there's a poster like Attack of the 50 Foot Woman right. and all these like old B-movie posters oh, that's which great I love. Though, too. And then, yeah, Friday, Saturday night, I love nothing more than just watching some movies and Netflix. And that's the, that's where we differ big. So I got two hours. Uh, if I'm not going to flip on some pro wrestling, which is an industry that I'm in and also a, a passion of mine, yeah. um, I'm you outside. You see this? Yeah. No, oh, John Cena. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. good. Very good. Um, uh, if I got two hours, I ain't spending it watching a movie. Oh. And that's the hardest thing for me. And you're that's like... That's the opposite. Oh. If I'm like, I have an hour and 30. Can I watch another movie? I've got half an hour. Can I start a movie and then mm. watch it later? I just love it so much and, and I like to, you know, push my computer away and my phone away and be fully focused in it. The best thing is going to a cinema, but yeah. if I can't, then Netflix and iTunes is so great. Or you call it cinema. I like movie houses. My, my Scottish pictures. friend used to be like, oh, you're going to the movie house. Like, That's <laughs> so cute. House. That is really um, cute. But I try and see everything. I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoy the theater experience, and I'm sure you do too. I enjoy going there, and it's usually Wednesday, 10 a.m. for me. Yeah. Um, but I like, you know, eating my food before the movie starts. You must eat your food before the yeah, movie starts. Yeah, except if you're running late, like I well, did last night. I had to shovel a uh, falafel pita wrap into my gob. I couldn't smell it, if that makes you Yeah, I, I purposely what? chose a food that was not super fragrant, because yeah. that's my issue with people eating random theaters. food. You get the waft of the food. The pe- the get the wagyu waft. The people who like st- uh, steal in the uh, Carl's Jr. hamburgers yeah, and they're eating like, like a double okay, western no, in front of you. What theatre did you go to that had falafels? Uh, well, we went to AMC Century City and the food court. Gotcha. So we had to quickly do Bypassed. the sneak in because mm. of press screening of Maleficent. But mm. um, but yeah, I love going to the cinema, the, going to the pictures, the movie mm. houses. The and th- that's why I love film festivals because you get yeah. to see you know five movies in a day and that is heaven to me. And it's Russian roulette. Yeah. You don't know whether the film's going to be good or not. You haven't heard anything. You're the first one to see it. And in you go. I'd be catatonic, so which is hilarious because I have done 17-hour gaming sessions straight before. Yeah, I could not right. do that. Okay. One time, my one of my writing partners, who used to be the voice of Johnny Five in, John, in oh, Short Circuit, awesome. comes to my house, and I've been playing um, uh, Age of Empires for like oh, 10 hours. Rogan? <laughs> you know, I yeah. can't ever order that. What is it, Rogan Josh anymore? I, That's I, what I, the priest says, Rogan. Yeah, Rogan. Oh, no, that doesn't. There's, the, like, goes, oh, there's yeah, the British yeah. guy who always goes like, Dick Willen, but I always say, I say I can't understand what he said, and I, it, it's stuck in my head. But I, he knocked on the door. And I'm like delayed. I get up and it looked like my I, my eyeballs were sweating. And he's like, "What's going on? Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, fine." I just yeah, I couldn't imagine them, conquering the mind. The worst part is when you you're able to start smelling yourself. You're like, "What is that? Oh, it's me." Well, you hear the stories of people dying playing yeah. games. Yeah, South Korea. I believe it. Yeah, they will. A new game will come out, and mm-hmm. they won't have the internet at their house, so yeah. they will go to an internet cafe, drop two hundred dollars down, and say, "I want the back booth. Don't interrupt me." And then yeah, there's here's an extra times, fifty. Leave me alone. Yeah, but they won't 
they won't hydrate, they won't eat, right. they won't oh do anything, and then they will die. I housed that for one of my uh, good friends, and, and that was the first time I played Mass Effect. Uh, I didn't leave for like five days, and that's when I was like, oh, this could happen. I had a policy with this one, because at my old house in um, when I lived in Australia, my roommate, she was a professional, and she would leave at nine and come back at six. And mm. um, when she left, I was playing Mass Effect, and when she came back, I was still playing it. And she was like, I'm really worried about you. And I said, listen, listen here, really, really carefully. Back off. I'm not saving the world. I'm saving the universe. And that's really important and I need you to respect that. And so Alicia's had the same thing where she's like, are you still? I'm like, ah! She's like, yeah, I know, I know. You're saving, saving the, the universe. universe. And, I, and that's why we are super exciting because you come over to our place Friday, Saturday night. We're like, should we do something? And she's like, yeah. I really want to play Elder Scrolls Online. And I'm like, there's a new documentary that's, I really yeah, want to watch. I love the reality of these two beautiful young foreign Bottle women in America. What are you doing Friday nights? Well, uh, I'm playing poker on Red Dead Redemption and yeah. I'm watching a documentary. Yeah. Friday night used to be my Black Ops 2 night and I would have a whole bottle of wine to myself and I would oh, get that's great. better the more drunk I was yeah. and I yeah. would be like, you know, four glasses in going, oh, I see that headshot! And of course, you know, I'm, I'm online and there's oh, people in the lobby. and 12-year-olds in Europe or yeah. something. Yeah, oh, this is the best game, guys! <laughs> and that's why it's good having both of us do the similar things because you don't feel too sad if someone yeah. else is doing it too. Right. There was a time when I, I lived by myself and I did that and yeah. I was like, I think I have it's, a problem. Yeah, this, exactly. This past Christmas... Um, for various reasons, I said, screw it, I'm home alone. Christmas, that's it. No family, no friends, nothing. That's a movie, apparently. Yeah. Um, woke up, showered, had some breakfast, sat down, turned on Red Dead Redemption. I'm like, I'm going to revisit this game. I got up at one point to get a hamburger from some fast food joint. That's all I remember. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, 2 a.m., went to bed. That was my Christmas. And people were like, you should have told me. I would have invited you. No, don't you? I, that's what I that's wanted. That's what you wanted. Hibernation. Turn it off. Lock off. Yeah, well, sometimes you do need to escape. Yeah. And that's why, mm. you know, video games and movies mm-hmm. are so great. That you can enter into another world, someone else's life. Femshep is so, so much cooler than I am. Yeah. Femshep, are you kidding yeah. me? She's, like, a commander. Of, she's a spectre. She's saving the universe. I like her. Did you play dude Shep who'd you try and screw that's important oh and in Mass Effect yes um <laughs> I only played the first one um Caden locked me down um I forget which one I uh one of the aliens down in the engine room or something Darius oh yeah. I got excited sorry. yeah no that's okay yeah Darius. yeah he's that's cool what, that's he's actually tr- really respectable yeah that's what I try I can't kinky yeah. alien sex but anyway yeah I, we digress <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to your, your love of cinema and, and what I'm fascinated because I, I work in that schmo's world mm-hmm. and I get a lot of crap from a lot of fans because they're like Kenny you haven't seen this and you know that I'm like number one I'm too busy producing a movie podcast to yeah. watch movies yeah uh, <laughs> two I, I like I said I, I guess I'm egocentric I guess that's why I'm entertainment I, I think highly of myself too much I guess actually truly self-loathe myself to, uh, to to watch these movies where I want to watch something that is about me and how it makes me feel All you right. seem to be able to turn and movie fans in general can turn a movie on and just get into the the art of the cinema yeah so t- take take me through that process you see a movie you have no idea what's going on you just walk in i'm gonna i like the title i'm heading in yeah i like yeah i just check out the title or who directed it and i like to go as clean as possible in that i try to stay away from trailers but of course it's so hard when you do yeah, the jobs yeah, that we job, do yeah. when you have to talk about it but when it comes to the indie films or the mm-hmm. art house movies i try not to know too much and just go in there and my favorite moment and every single time this happens i get a little thrill and that's when the lights go down mm. and it comes on and you just don't know what you're in for 
You yeah. could, could be a great experience, could change your life, it could make you see something in a completely different way, or it could be horrible and you could be like, I want to leave, but I never walk out of a movie. Yeah. I'll always stay right to the end and just let it let it wash over me, have that experience. And I think I used to use it as escapism a lot when mm-hmm. I was younger, you know, just to get away from my life and then escape into someone else's. So uh, I loved it. You've never walked out of a movie? Never. Have you? Yeah. Which one? Step Brothers. I made a point to do it as well. I was running late and I double booked, so I had to leave. But I remember getting up being like, oh, I cannot stand this. And I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> That's the only time. I've, uh, I walked out of the movie Striptease with Demi Moore. Oh, really? Yeah. Which said something. Awesome. You like blondes. Uh, <laughs> oh, she had a wig. Yeah, she had a wig. Um, it just, yeah, it says something that a man in his early 20s is like, yeah. enough of this. Yeah. Striptease, I'm out of here. I've got a friend yeah. uh, in Australia who loves the dramatic walkout. And he just loves to do it and annoys me so much. He's like, Leisha, I'm going to walk out of this one and I'm going to be really dramatic. I'm like, please don't, please. Yeah. And he's like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> this is bullshit. And then he'll storm out and he loves the theatrics She's of it. So it's just cool. like, I'm cringing in the corner going, I'm not with that guy. After I got fired from radio, uh, which is a wonderful thing when you wake up and the owner's like, we're switching formats. Oh. Guess what? I'm moving to LA now. Um, I for the, Between that time uh, that I got laid off and moved to LA, I worked at a movie theater. Yeah. Which number one was embarrassing when some guests that I interview on the show, local news anchors, came by and were like, I'd have two tickets. What, you're? Uh, I'm like, <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, I, I worked to, in a video store. Yeah, a perfect. Thing. We've all been there. Um, but I had that experience several times with the people who came storming out and like, that. I want my refund. Like, yeah. Why? Well, I didn't like it. Well, that, what? Yeah. yeah. I had that it. too with, when I worked at the video store mm. and people would try and bring back movies and, and get like refund. But back in those days when they had VHS tapes, you could mm-hmm. see that they'd seen the whole thing. You're like, you've watched oh, yeah. to the end. It's at the credits. And now I have to put in the rewind machine. I always had to rewind it before you put it back so wait a minute if you brought the tape and it had to be like stopped in the middle like you couldn't like yeah, rewind I, I would i'd give some leeway if it was stopped in the middle or towards the start i go okay you didn't really like it so i'll give you your money back or a free movie instead and then also working at the video store i had to call up and ask for late fees Ooh. and it was hilarious uh. when it was something like a soft core porn movie that they had of course they didn't have full-on porn movies but they had things like edward penis hands i remember right. having to call That's up full about on? that that's not full on? Yeah, well, it's oh, just more like suggestive gotcha. than anything else. But uh, I remember having to call and ask for that one because they had late fees. I've got another thing I want to bring up. And you just yeah. mentioned it when we launched into this, when it was like, I feel like, you know, you have you get uh, chastised by mm. the film fanatics for not having watched a lot. I don't feel 100%. like you can ever really live up to the expectations Let's of Let's defend this ourselves right well, now. Well, I just yeah. think, and you were saying this as well, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, Alicia cops a lot because she blatantly says, I'm not about comics. I'm not about the geek stuff. Yeah. Hey, I never have. Everyone likes that. That's really cool. That's not my jam. Yeah, I can talk about all the comic book based movies from a film perspective, and sure. I do love a lot of them, but I, I don't know about to start reading comic books uh, just because. You know, I never did. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, but I just never got into it. And and then, that's totally respectful. And yeah. you've got mine, which is like, oh, I've been gaming since I was a little kid. Oh, then you would have heard of this, 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 and this. Well, oh, no, I didn't play that one. Well, why not? You're a gamer. <laughs> and it's like... Yeah, you get tested. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I think that that's happening a lot more. And so, you know what? Yeah. Own it. If you haven't seen right. these big movies, right. that's cool. Because yeah, if you, you are the unicorn. That's exactly. right. And I say, I 
I definitely say, I haven't read this comic book, but from the movies I can glean this. You know, yeah. you try not to... Well, but there's just anything. so much out there that there if is. you had to be a, an expert on every single thing, then there is no way you're getting laid, you know? And sometimes you just got to... <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you just want to, you know, your love of uh, Star Wars, take it to a convention and see who uh, jumps on you, right? That's... that's <laughs> What are we talking about now? I don't know. I don't know. I think we're talking about Edward Picking Penis Hands. Yeah. yeah. Um, I agree, though. I agree, though. It's like, uh, you know, there's so much things to see. There's so many TV shows to binge watch now. That's you know a what lot I mean? of time. I actually feel guilty going back to a movie that I've already seen because I'm like, I mm. should see something else. Yeah, because, me too. Yeah. That's, that's the I, I just part. watched uh, the rewatched for about the 20th time, the documentary Empire of Dreams, the making of the first three Star Wars films. I just rewatched it. I was like, <laughs> actually, had I haven't that seen that. That, oh, that would be interesting to me. It's spectacular. It actually right. makes you, as a Star Wars fan, remember that George Lucas at one point was, was an absolute genius, genius. Yeah. in all things, in all yeah. things, uh, marketing and, and the business side of it too. Oh but, yeah, for sure. But yeah, there's so much out there, and and it's like I'll well, get to it when to, I get to it. You know, the status at the moment mm-hmm. isn't you know how how successful you are. It's how much you know, and knowledge is power. Yeah. But it's laying those expectations and those unrealistic expectations on everyone. Like as soon as you say, "Ah, oh, I'm a fan of film," that's like, "Well, are mm. you?" It's yeah, like, it's not game on. It's and not I, competition. And I've seen, quite frankly, and I think we mentioned this the other night uh, at that birthday party, where I've seen uh, women challenged mm-hmm. just because you claim to like something. I've seen it at conventions, comic shops. Yeah, it's 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 very prevalent still. Like yes, really, like are you not plugged into this? I still get some friends. I'm like, yeah, I'm heading down to uh, WonderCon. Oh, what's it when things with all the nerds hang out? I'm like, you would be lucky to even talk to the girls who are over there. So thank you, goodbye, go watch football. But exactly. you guys face it all the time, I'm sure. Right? Yeah, all the time. I always get challenged about my love of film and especially about not being super into comic books or video games. Yeah, I get really? challenged all the time. But that. as the girl that is into video games, you know, I get challenged. It's the you are not allowed to look the way you are and yeah. like what you do and I think it does come down to 10 years ago gaming wasn't cool I was a closeted gamer I wasn't open about it because it wasn't accepted Um, and I think that the people that did love it and did hone on it and made it them they got bullied by people that look like me so yeah. for me to then come around and go, oh, I want to be welcomed into your club, they're like, screw you. There definitely is that. I have some of that. Uh, I'm definitely, I never challenge, you know, especially when I, two seconds I'm watching video of you both, I'm like, I wouldn't challenge your knowledge on anything, <laughs> yeah. and your knowledge on anything. Um, but I, I don't, I'm not that type of guy. But I I, I did, you know, in, in fourth grade, I had my Return of the Jedi iron-on decal shirt and used to get made fun of, you know. So yeah. I, I, I have a reaction like I don't celebrate May the 4th because I'm like, every day Star Wars Day in my world has <laughs> been since <laughs> You were a fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I can understand that, but it also seems in this in this day and age, like look around, like it, it, this is just a big marketing thing. It's it's what everyone yeah. loves now. Everyone loves it you know? now. It is mainstream. Let me ask. Now. Go ahead. But I was going to say, I think the reason why we do get challenged is because the market's there. You know, we saw mm-hmm. Olivia Munn who kind of paved the path for. I'm an actor, sure. but here's a great market. Let's really ramp it. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's yeah. cater to the geek. And, if and I that happens. Yeah. If yes. I wear a t-shirt, that yeah. makes me a geek of whatever I'm wearing. You and have yeah. a spectacular Darth Vader Death Star t-shirt on like right now. Yeah. And you have a Save Ferris Cameron Fry t-shirt on <laughs> yeah. right now. But you I guys. think it's like, I'm projecting this, therefore I am this. Yeah. And it's like, you can say that you're something, but until you know your stuff and you can mm-hmm. prove that. I think I was going to say before, it's like, yeah, um, you need five seconds right. to figure it out. But because there are people kind of going, this is a great market. I haven't worked for a bit. Mm. Maybe I could get a job as a presenter knowing this stuff. Sure, yeah, I know about mm-hmm. games. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um 
Zelda, he's pretty cute. Yeah, with his, right. With yeah. his uh, green hat. <laughs> I will backhand a bitch who says that. That's Link. Even oh, I know Link. that from living Link. with you. Oh um, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you see in the music industry where like suddenly, well, I've decided to go country because my other yeah. pop albums weren't working. But, but also you see it with girls especially. So yes. I notice that in YouTube comments mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. that no one will ever question a guy and his knowledge. Mm. But as soon as you're a girl saying you know yep. something, people will be like, oh, no. I've, she's hot, she's not. She? Yeah. yeah. She's the stuff it, she doesn't. I've seen it in person. Tiffany Smith, we were at uh, WonderCon, and you know, I produce her show Stack. She's on DC All Access. Yeah, she, she is loves those, comic I've books. I've been to her house. You can't sit down because comic books are falling over <laughs> yeah. everything. Uh, and I, at at uh, WonderCon, this guy just straight out just starts like almost aggressively challenging her. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, you're not a collector of comic. You've just read so. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It's like you wanted to step in and be like, hey, bub, back <laughs> yeah. off the lady. Um, <laughs> but uh, let me ask this question. I just popped in my head. Um this world of pop culture and this world of knowing and, and, and you having your genres and everything, do you think it affects uh, romantic relationships? I will not date a guy who hasn't seen Star Wars. Okay. I went on a date with a guy because he goes, hey, how about I come over and we watch Star Wars? And I went, I don't even like you, but that sounds great. Mm. Um, yeah. I can invest two hours for this? All right. You're buying. Well, you? for me, um, I'm really lucky. Now I've got a wonderful boyfriend yeah, who I'm importing over from Australia. I love he that term, arrives yeah. next week. And Which is why I, by the way, scheduled this interview before that happened. Yeah. I knew yeah, that was happening. I was like, we won't see her for a little for bit. A while. Yeah. But he is so great in that he's into music and he knows mm-hmm, so much mm-hmm. about music. I know nothing about music, but he loves to show me his favorite bands and, and all this stuff about music opened my eye. And then he loves that I know so much about cinema hmm. and he'll send me lists of movies and say which ones should I watch and I love doing that so I'm like you should see this this and he's like oh my gosh this is sexy to me that you know so much and he is down for any film he'll come and see really crazy experimental cinema thank god because I'm sick of having to do that (laughs) he'll sit through documentaries he'll go to all the mainstream movies with me he'll Mm. he'd love to come to a film festival so I feel really lucky that I can share Mm. that with someone I haven't had that before that's uh, okay I'm going to be a little cynical you've been together what two weeks then (laughs) a year (laughs) good Although uh, long distance. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, that, but okay, that's great. See that, but is there common ground at any point? Yeah. Yeah, any well, there point? is. I mean, I'd say he is more of a Star Wars nerd than I am, but okay. there are a lot of films that we both love. And he watches a lot of movies as well. Okay. He'll, he'll watch because I think, yes, can. you can learn, you can learn, you mm. can learn, and you can adapt. For, for like one year, I listened to Tori Amos because I was dating a girl that liked her. Oh, yeah, yeah. We broke up. I threw those CDs out. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but is there something that's shared that you've brought to the table or have you both discovered? i got to think that's key though, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm looking forward to discovering more of that. So oh, when uh, when we've been together and we've gone through the hard drive of movies that he has, he has a whole collection. And I would say, oh, let's watch this one or this one or this one. And we, we watched like Team America, World Police yeah. together and we love that stuff. So I'm looking forward so to I think it just, uh, as long as the other person is excited about it. A lot of, mm-hmm. like with games, it's quite hard because guys will just dismiss it. They're like, you know, I went through that phase. Maybe I played when I was 11. And then I went outside. Yeah. Like, oh, that's really cool. Good on you. Um, so for me, it's like if a guy's like, look, yeah, I did play when I was younger. I, I, I stopped. But hey, this looks really cool. Can we play together? Mm-hmm. If they're excited, then it'll work. It exists. I've seen mm-hmm. it. My writing partner, Matt Key, and his girlfriend, Brittany Wallach, who now works for Wizard World, she, I've seen them on a Sunday afternoon just play like, you know, Marvel Lego game for like Those four hours. Those that game together stay together. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and watch movies together. Nothing better than snuggling on a couch or in watching, a cinema. Watching movies or just yeah. passing the controller back and forth, right? Yeah. Well, in Mario, um, 
one of the Mario games, mm. the secondary player, he could only collect little star bites. So that's what he would do while I finished the game. <laughs> but I'm glad that they used utilized that second but, player. So let me maybe more to Mario you. Mario Galaxy, the first one, great game. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know you're an actual, real, legit fan because you won't move on until you get it right. <laughs> yeah. Like that's me and me in a Star Wars quote today with with Harloff on the Star Wars podcast. I'm like, no, wait, no, it was love is forbid. No, wait, let me get it right. Um, do you go out in, into the world and seek men that that sh- know on the surface you have those interests? Because I, for me, sometimes uh, over the last ten years, you know, if, if I'm around a female and she says something like, "I've never watched Star Wars," it's like, eh, totally, yeah. I have to tune yeah. out. I'm done. Yeah. I ch- yeah, check out. Um, yeah, I need... I think that it's it's important for me because it's yeah. such a big part of my life. Like, I started a website out of a, as a hobby. Yeah, which I want to talk about. Keep, keep to indulge in yeah. my love for it. So yeah. if someone couldn't... Uh, just didn't have any interest in it whatsoever, mm. I, I wouldn't know what to talk about with them. Because, and be supportive, at least, of what yeah, you, right. you want well, to say. Yeah. It, it, my my uh, ex, who I'm great friends with now... Um, all three years of our relationship, she used to make fun of me for liking Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and all that stuff. And a couple months before what eventually was our end, she's like, I want to watch Star Wars. Oh. She's one of the biggest fans. Like uh-huh. after after we broke up, she oh, like, cosplayed really? as, as Padme during the uh, execution. <laughs> really? and, and, and so her husband now gets to enjoy what I set up for him. <laughs> no! I'm not saying I'm a little bitter. It's, uh, it's impossible! like. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was kind of interesting to see that happen. Um, Sorry, but, uh, yeah, I definitely, uh, it, it seems in this, uh, I call it the high fidelity Nick Hornby world after that yeah. book changed my life where it's oh, like. I love his book. Yeah, a uh, big Hornby fan. Yeah. And, um, Can't wait for Long Way Down coming. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie version of yeah. that, right? Yeah, that's a great uh, dark book. Yeah. But, uh, interesting to see what they do with that. Um, but, yeah, I just can't escape it because it isn't just about that I. I like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. It's what epics mean to me and what they do to my life. And when you're in that world, it's one thing like, yeah, I'm in the Game of Thrones world like nothing else where I have maps hanging in my room almost. Um, That's different if we can appreciate that. But what they mean to me, if you're just like, it's space stuff. Like, no, it's like, it's the epic. It's the, it's the human condition. Well, it's the same thing as recognizing someone's tattoo and then connecting over that. Yeah. You you know, I think with a partner, you're on the same team. You want to be mm-hmm. a team together. Mm. So if they dismiss something that means so much to you, yeah. then they may as well just kick you in the nuts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. If you had nuts. Swift kick in the dick. Swift kick. <laughs> Let's talk about geekbomb.net. Let's. Let's do it. Uh, she's nearly two years old now. Yeah. Um, started her when I decided to get out of radio because radio was chewing up my integrity, basically. Mm. You know, there's like radio where it's like, hey, in the next song, yeah. what a great song. And then there's... So, I got really drunk last night. Who wants to hear about it? Mm. Well, guess what? No one does, but I have to talk about right, it. Right, right. Um, so, I, I exited that one out, and um, I'd come out as a gamer by this stage. because <laughs> Yeah, um, she had to keep it quiet on yeah. the download. Really? Yeah. yeah, on the DL. Yeah. Wow. And my whole family games, like some families go camping. We buy a new console and we play games. Wow, this coming sounds like harder than coming out of, like, like coming out of the closet. You're like, you had to come out of the console. Yeah, I had to wow. come out of the console. Wow. That's it. Um, yeah, because so they told you, you you couldn't be... Well, no, you couldn't I, play up the gamer thing too much why? in your in your public life. Is no, right? uh, well, this is like John Lennon hiding his wife in '63. What is this? <laughs> well, I think, firstly, it was um, 
my my friends weren't really gamers at all. Like no okay. one was, and so I couldn't talk to them about it. And if I did talk to them about it, they would either think that I was lying, or joking, mm-hmm. or they would again dismiss it, dismiss being like, it. "I have nothing to do with that. Don't talk to me about it. I don't get it." Um, and so it would just be the way that I would connect with my family. Hey, mm. oh guys, I got the new Fable Two mm. game. It's nowhere near as good as blah blah blah. Um, and then it was like, okay, I started lying to my friends because they're like, "You went at Jacob's party last week. Why not?" It's like, oh, I was sick. I was so sick. No, a new game came out. Um, and then I realized that um, I wanted to kind of use the position that I'd created after Nickelodeon, which was a, you know, a role model for kids. Yeah. And use that to be like, hey, you know what? All of these, the stigma that playing video games is unhealthy and creates um, morbid obesity mm. is bull. And mm. I kind of wanted to go, you know what? I know this because I am a gamer and I'm not morbidly obese and I do have a social life and I can form sentences and I'm not mm. a teenage boy locked in a basement. Um, so I wanted to use that position and be like, hey, gaming's actually all right. And I started up a magazine column for a, a girls' magazine mm. where I would do a monthly game review. And um, I think it kind of went on from there. And then it was like, oh, you know about games. Do you know about this? And every time I would. And yeah. then they're like, oh, cool, oh. we'll go to Maud to talk about games. Outstanding. So then mm. out of that comes geekbomb.net, which is what, what do you uh – uh, you, you cover a lot of things on there, including books, right? Oh, yes. I'm a big book reader. Yeah. Like fantasy. Fantasy books. A yeah. little bit of sci-fi, but mainly fantasy books. Yeah. Um, dragons. I love, I love dragons. dragons. <laughs> I love dragons. I love dragons. <laughs> love me a green Welsh. Um, so... Easy. That's... that's my, my father was the one who introduced me to video games. To, to dragons? Oh, okay. Yeah. I've got six back home. Oh, wow. Love them. Why would you have left? <laughs> Um, and then it was my mother who loved reading. So her and I would go, hey, have you read this one? Let's do this one. And I started to write a fantasy book yeah. and it was terrible. Um, but we do book club. So every month we suggest a book for everyone to read and then we get the author on to a live stream. That's awesome. So not only can you um, watch and comment live and ask your questions, but we'll also get two diehards on the panel so that face-to-face they can be mm. part of the whole experience. I, I definitely want to check that book club out and start reading Because we did something. Patrick Rothfuss for Name yeah. of the Wind. Yeah, so you're, you were uh, shoving it down my throat uh, the other night. Yeah, like in a good way. You're like, you're going you're gonna to read it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Great yeah. book. So yeah. good. And then the Night Angel trilogies by Brent Weeks. We got him on as well. Hmm. Kate Forsyth is a Sydney author um, who does great fantasy. We got her. I'd like to, because... Well, look at me. Name dropper. No. <laughs> one of my regrets... No one's heard of these no, But one of my regrets is, because I'm an avid reader. Yeah, uh, if, if you go to my room, the, the shelf is just books are pouring out, but a lot of it's history stuff and biography and autobiographies and that kind of stuff. But I, I regret that how I missed uh, Song of Ice and Fire in 96. I don't know how I, like, how did I miss that and come late to the party? I'm mm. pissed at myself. Mm. So now I'm like, well, I'm going to go out and find something else. I'm going to go dig and make sure. Uh, this time I'm going to be on the on the that's leading edge. The best part about the internet, because that's where all us nerds congregate to talk about our passions and, you know, mm. to chat with everyone else and fuel that. So there's great, like, 100, 100 of the best fantasy books. There's different sub- Gotcha. Uh, genres of fantasy I've been trawling through all of those and mm-hmm. then I sit there in front of my computer and I do little verbal reviews of the books because uh, <laughs> nice. I've got friends and that's why Alicia's here to prove that I'm not a loser <laughs> is that why you just bring her around not a loser. Yeah. yeah not a loser not yeah. a loser I thought about trying to book you guys separately but then after the conversation we had uh, Saturday night I just thought it was so fun but then yeah. I, I, did, I didn't want to feel like ah, we got to get the two Aussies in the same room at the same time we balance then, each other out so well yeah. Yeah. yin and yang here yeah, like, but, but, yes. I, but now I feel good because now you feel comfortable that you people know you have an, a friend I yeah, yeah. I am Maud's friend <laughs> oh, she's so. got many she's got many she's lovable <laughs> You, you, you can know. you can attest to. I can attest to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but I just might... don't like people. Like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Well, I'm like that too. I have to teach her a few things about friendship. Like, Maud, you're supposed to actually see people. 
like really? more than maybe once a month if this you is... want to continue a friendship like that's what it's like i'm raiding do. i have to quest right now yeah and she's like i just saw them i was like that was a month ago but what could they possibly right. want to catch up on? for me i'm like i just liked their comment yeah <laughs> i just and I, I'm like, I retweeted them i saw their facebook status i totally am up to date with everything that they and i'm you know everyone's friend so oh, yeah. especially people who move over here that's uh, i when maud came over i was like i'm taking you under my wing oh god it was amazing that Honestly. had to be valuable she was great because you know she said that she rocked up by herself and had to completely path the the way yourself on your own that's nothing short of really brave yeah you know that right yeah i mean that's come on no i I mean i I at least had a high school friend who was over at csun taking screenwriting classes but no the thing is about me is that i'm super nice and and very giving and generous but i i'm strong underneath but you'll kill a man i will kill a man i have a little warrior inside me that will make things happen and i'm a hard-ass bitch that's a romantic at home. <laughs> yeah, she is. Yeah, you uh, soft it up. <laughs> that's that. That's your book right there. Honestly, we that's are the book. opposite. Where she's all like soft and squishy, and then she's like, "Don't fuck with me." And yeah. I'm like, no, I saw you look at me the wrong way, but I just want to be loved. <laughs> so I just true. want someone to write a poem about me. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? A poem. A poem. Mad. Mad. You're like a bad. Mad Garrett. Um, you're bored. Yeah, I wrote a lot of poems in my 20s. I don't do that anymore. Um, maybe, yeah. Don't let that die. Really? Mm. Yeah. Really? Yeah, actually, uh, I don't know. Some people happened. would probably, you know, get a restraining order, but yeah, no, yeah. Uh, that's probably it. I was uh, that's I identify greatly with Sir Jorah because of some things. So oh, yeah, friend zone. yeah, I'm working, I'm working through it. My anger <laughs> subsided over the years. Um, yeah. So well, this has been a fun hour uh, getting to know you two and introducing you to not only the Knapsack Files listeners, but in, in general the Schmoville listeners. Oh, they have so taken nice. to you two in such a, a fantastic way. They love the both of you, and uh, this has been such a great addition to the Schmoes No Movie Show. And, and the growing brand that that is. So we're going to cook up some stuff. Uh, I hope that both of you want to yeah. join for the ride. Yes. Um, you know, we yes. Can, you know, we can talk Star Wars. We can do that <gasps> all so day I played Jewel of the Fates when we were coming over here. She was conducting we, it. We, in she the was car. in the car? Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, that's why, sidetrack, <laughs> sidetrack, we're going to be here for 20 more minutes. I don't completely throw out the prequels because of things like that. That what music is great. Yeah. No, I do yeah. love that, that music. And I was like, put on some Clint Mann. So let's get some Requiem for a Dream going. I haven't seen that one. Right, that must be a movie that. thing. That's safe. That will pop you safe. That's why I haven't gone near it. Yeah, do not. No, the music itself Aronofsky. or the song? Is that what did the gutter stomp? The actual movie. Oh. Is that the gutter stomp? I think so. Where they... Oh, no, no, that's American History X. Oh, do yeah. not curb see stomp. that movie. Curb, curb, curb stomp, yeah. Oh, yeah. Curb, okay, yeah, that, that is. That yeah, your safe harsh. bubble might, might burst during some of that stuff. Even Edward Norton, what are you doing? Oh, what's that oh, here? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's a, it's a serious movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, this has been fantastic, and maybe we'll do it again sometime. We'll definitely see you around the Shmo world, and uh, we can talk Star Wars and movies, and I'll try to learn to appreciate cinema. Yes, please. And uh, maybe I'll play some new video games that I haven't played, and we can talk. <laughs> about it some more um where my guild uh what oh i can join your guild yeah. i'm trying to get you onto that table we were talking about for D. you know i should have brought my d20 we can we can roll a natural 20 that term i learned because i did it once i rolled a natural How 20 good does that feel so when you roll a 20 it means that I mean. anything that you're planning to do you don't just nail it you dominate it yeah. so it's like right. so say you're like i want to jump like over that, that cliff mm-hmm. roll a 20 it's like you didn't just jump over that cliff you Backflipped, and mm-hmm. then Falcor the Luck Dragon came back, and then gave you a little bit extra height. Yeah. Falcor the Luck Dragon. You're welcome. I uh-huh. do get that one. Yeah. <laughs>
Where can they find you guys? Geekbomb.net, of course. Also on Twitter at... At Maud Garrett. M-A-U-D-E-G-A-R-R-E-T-T. And say it right, folks. Say it right. And where can they find your radio show right now, too? Where can they go listen to it? Check out all my stuff at thehothits.com. You see a list of the celebrities that I've interviewed that week and all the stunts I've been pulling. I actually don't do stunts. Who does stunts anymore? Just faces. Wacky morning stunts here. Yeah, video diary. We got traffic and weather coming up and then Maud's going to head to the beach. She's going to be hiding in a box saying weird things. Off cans of Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. What was it? Yeah. I said Coca-Cola. Coke cans of Coca-Cola. Yeah. And Alicia Malone, a Malone's yes. Movie Minute.com. Yes, As well it. as the podcast. Yeah, that's so titled. that's just a, a little film blog that mm-hmm. I do for fun because I'm crazy. Right. So I wake up at 6 a.m. and do that. Wow. So Malone'sMovieMinute.com, please go and visit. And yeah. I have a podcast as well, which you yeah. can find on my site. And then you can see me on AMC Movie Talk. Right. Monica team with Christian, yeah. Mr. Harloff. The whole crew and, there. And... Um, all over the places. I pop up everywhere. And uh, yeah. on Twitter. Literally. Oh, on Twitter, yeah. At Alicia Lane. Outstanding. Uh, ladies, this has been uh, an absolute joy getting to know you here and uh, hearing all about your loves and passions and your bravery at coming to this <laughs> weird country we have. And here. my axe. Uh, and my axe. <laughs> Uh, so it's surprising how often that can slide into conversation. It really does. It really and you shall does. not pass. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a fun one. Mm-hmm. Especially when everyone walks on their mobile phones and no one looks up anymore. That's a doozy. <laughs> we could, yeah, oh my gosh. You, I could do a whole episode on inserting quotes into real life that people <laughs> yeah. don't get. But, I always but, say, I'm walking here. Walking midnight here, cowboy. Midnight. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, <gasps> Come on. But I love the song, Harry uh, Harry yeah. Nielsen. Mm-hmm. All right. So this has been the Napsuck Files. I'm Ken Napsuck. You can find me on Twitter, at Ken Napsuck. Don't forget to find the Napsuck Files on Stitcher and iTunes. If you're on iTunes, do me that favor of rating and reviewing, reviewing and subscribing. No, renewing. Renewing. Yeah. Just renewing. Rate and review the Napsuck Files. Don't forget to catch the Schmoes No Movie Show. No longer a podcast. It is a movie show. We are live every Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. PST on SchmoesNo.com over there at Maria Menounos' After Buzz TV Studios. Big things afoot. Stay tuned over there. So until next time, I'm Ken Apsock. For the country of Australia, we say goodbye.